WFH with two guys. Now here's Benny and Dennis. The exciting thing about starting a business isn't necessarily all of the administrative stuff and all the pieces that you think about when it comes to the formation of the company. But I know for me, Dennis, in the companies that I've either worked for or started, the importance of having my employees know a lot about you know the organization that they're coming into. That was super important for me. And I'm sure the same thing applied for you and all the companies you've started and worked for. Yeah, I mean, I, and then you think about it, that first day on the job is is probably, for the employee, probably the mo- one of the most exciting, but also one of the most anxious days that they've got. Um, they're excited about being there, but it's it's unknown. And so there's ways to make that all much more productive for an employee. And the ultimate goal is, if you have a productive employee, you have profit, profits at the end. So um, today we're going to talk with Matthew Starr about how do you do this onboarding and this experience and getting people motivated and how do you take them through all that whole process? Yeah, Matthew, great, great to have you. Happy to be here, guys. I really appreciate you having me on the podcast. This is uh, this is going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. So one of the big things I think that everybody needs to think about is just why do we even hire employees, right? What's the point of having an employee? It's to help you with productivity. It's They're going to be there. They're going to take care of whatever you can't take care of, and they're going to help make your business more productive. And like you said, Dennis, the faster that they can get to that full productivity, the better off you're going to be, you know, the more cost savings you're going to have. And so, you know, that's that's a really big deal. Yeah, and, you know, and you think about, you know, pre-COVID, most people came into an office. Now we've, we're post-COVID. That's that's changed some organizations how they do this because they may have a remote workforce and they don't even have an office where they all come in together. And I think as a owner or a manager, that's probably created some stress for them as well. Matthew, what are you seeing in that world? Yeah, the uh, the online world is is a little bit harder to navigate, but only because our mentality hasn't shifted to that kind of space yet. You know, I mean, if, if you really think about it, technology, particularly remote technology, is such a vast pool of resources, right? And the ability to communicate with anybody has taken off to a point where no matter what you want to communicate or what you want to do with that employee, you can almost always find a way to do that. And the same goes for onboarding. If you have, if you have a structured way of bringing them into the company, if you've created a kind of onboarding kit to talk about the company structure, um, provide them with a contact list, policies, um, you know, for those companies that do have offices, you give them an office map, talk about the perks. Um, But, you know, those are the basics of onboarding. What's more important, I think, is really opening up those channels of communication with with your leadership and with other team members so that they have somewhere that they can go if they need to. No, and I think, you know, Benny, our previous podcast that we did last week, we talked about having processes and systems in place. This kind of flows into this part as well, that, I mean, if you've got a haphazard approach of how you bring on a new employee, you're probably going to be bringing on lots of new employees because they're not going to be with you long and you're going to turn over and you, that's a lot of money because sometimes that employee never becomes productive. And so, Matthew, it sounds like, you know, process is important from your perspective that you have. It doesn't matter if you're in person or remote, you've got to have that map or that guidelines of how you're going to do that. And that's that's not easy for some people because it's 
they kind of used to do it kind of by the seat of their pants versus thinking about what needs to go on. They made it work, but it wasn't probably the most productive way is what I'm hearing you say. Yeah. No, I mean, there's a lot of inefficiency when you bring people on board. If you're just flying by the seat of your pants, you know, spending that time creating that process and building that structure is, is going to go a very long ways. Like you said, I mean, if you think about just, I mean, the psychology of people in general, we love structure and boundaries. They make us feel safe, right? We feel comfortable when we know what's happening and we know what we're supposed to do and we know how to do it. And so having a good onboarding program is going to provide that structure. It's going to give them that, that, uh, that focus. It's going to help them hone in on doing the job and getting to that full productivity sooner than later. And I'm assuming that, you know, because I, I, I also was at another company where they brought us on it. They had it very well documented in the book. And then they basically just handed you the book and said, read it. <laughs> to me, that was bad process. <laughs> But it wasn't very, it wasn't very real. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think that's where you come in too, to help say, okay, you document it, but okay, now how do the players play the roles that they've got to play to onboard that new employee? And there's different roles that different people play throughout that process is my assumption. Oh yeah. No, and that's uh, that's perfectly on point. Um, you know, I think it, people think that onboarding is a really difficult process. Like it's really involved and it really requires a lot of time and resources. And, you know, in a lot of ways it doesn't, you know, I mean, the, the upfront time and cost that you invest into building a good program is going to be made up immediately after your first or second employee that you use this process with um, setting up, Setting up that structure, like I said, is it, it goes a long ways. And what you start with is really kind of a sort of pre-boarding process. You, it's that initial connection with the new employee. Um, it's the first impression of a relationship, right? Because really what you're building with an onboarding program is a relationship between that employee and the company. Not necessarily you as the company owner or the manager, though that is really valuable to have and have that open communication there. But the relationship between the, the employee and the company is, is crucial for an onboarding program. And I think that anything that you do, whether it's structured or not, if you decide, well, I'm just going to keep going and fly by the seat of my pants, you still should focus on helping the employee develop that relationship with your organization. And, and you know, along those lines, it's funny because you, as, as you were talking about that, uh, at one point in my career, I actually had worked for one of the largest telecommunications companies in the world. And I was prepared to be dazzled by their onboarding process. And, you know, this, they were certainly going to have me running through this different systems. And I was, it was just going to be, I knew it was going to be on point. And when I got there, uh, my manager had forgotten I was showing up that day and I think he was out of the office that week. And so I literally was doing nothing that those first few days. And, you know, I, I think that's, it's so important. And what you're saying from, from that perspective, just from a pre-boarding for me to have been prepared to know what was expected of me or what I should be doing. I had no idea even where to go. And this is a company that, you know, downtown area, I didn't need, they had several floors of this huge building 
I didn't know where to go. And uh, I, I remember that. And I know that you had even mentioned like the idea of having like a mentor and someone who could actually kind of guide me. I would have loved to have had something like that at that company. Yeah. Yeah. And Benny, I mean, I, th- I think, you know, one of mine, I, I went to work for Frito-Lay back in the day. Mm-hmm. And this is one where, they, I mean, they did it really well. I mean, you walked in and I mean, even the receptionist knew you were coming, knew your name, spoke to you, took you around. Why? Cause it, most usually the bosses are busy or whatever, right at that very first moment. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like, she was like the, the guardian angel of everyone that was starting that day. And it just set the tone because that first day is just a lot of chaos for everybody. I mean, it's where do you park? Where, you know, where do I go? What do I do? It's all those anxiety. And she just took all that away from everybody. And it was a great place to work. I mean, and, and she, you know, you think back, it all started at that, at that front desk experience. And I think the companies forget that in many cases. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, you know, God bless that lady because maybe, maybe the management did have that conversation with her and did put upon her that responsibility of being that welcoming person and really, really giving you that, that experience that you had, Dennis, um, you know, and that's, that's fantastic, you know, good on her, good on the managers, they created that structure. And that's, that's a step in onboarding. That is just a particular thing that a good onboarding program has, right? It's not the full picture. But right, that's, that's a huge part of it is that company culture welcoming them into the company. And so you even without them telling you what their values are, as a company, you felt it, you immediately knew that it was you know, they were a family there, it particularly in that office, right? And so anybody who works for anyone always works harder when they have an emotional connection with that person, right? Or even that organization. And so being able to incorporate that into an onboarding program, I mean, if you get nothing else from this podcast, take that away, you know, build a good company culture from the very beginning, that first day, that first experience, that first little bit. It sets the tone. Mm-hmm. I mean, it truly does. Yeah. I mean, I've unfortunately changed jobs quite a bit. And it, it's amazing that first week tells you what the rest of the experience is going to be like. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. So Matthew, as you look at this, I mean, let's talk about, you know, what are some other key things, you know, if I'm a manager, what do I need to be doing to make that experience work because I want that employee to be as productive as quick as I can. But I, unfortunately, we know that can be 30, 60, 90 days, could mm-hmm. be a year, depends on the role and what they're going to be doing before they really are productive. Yeah. And Dennis, it's all about resources. You know, as a manager, your job is to provide those resources and to build your team into the most productive, you know, um, unit that they can be, right? That's That's the name of the game for managers. And so, when you're thinking about onboarding a new employee, you need to think about what does this person need to get to full productivity as fast as possible, right? Obviously the first things are going to be, you know, all of the regular details of, you know, this is where your desk is, this is where you park and all of that stuff, of course. And that can, that gets thrown into the onboarding kit. And that's the first thing that they should get. And that's, you know, that's something that you can just email to somebody. The second thing is going to be um, what people will call manager care, right? And that's that's the little bit of time that a manager takes to check in with that employee and ensure that they have those resources that they need, right? 
Some of those things might be uh, what's called just-in-time resources. And those are things like, you know, just quick references, PDFs. It can be an electronic form. It can be something that's right there on their desk that helps them with, you know, the common common challenges or common problems that they might run into, particularly in the first few weeks as they get a little bit more into the weeds with actual operation that can give them tips and tricks for being more productive. And it creates that, that repetition for them and that, that easy movement into productivity that cuts down on the amount of time it takes to get to a fully productive employee. You know, as you were talking there, one of the things that uh, um, occurred to me um, that a manager could do to, to, to help an employee is to understand like, like some of the, uh, uh, the, the nomenclature, like the words that they use. I, I know I walked into a company and they're saying all kinds of weird acronyms and <laughs> yeah. different, different uh, terminology. I'd never, I'd worked in this industry for quite some time and I was hearing things I'd never heard before only to understand they were like internal systems or there were certain reports that were required. And those are like, little things that we take for granted, you know, maybe we've run our business for a number of years and, you know, we were saying all of these things and I, I need, you know, the TPS reports, right? Mm. Those are the things that uh, can leave a lot of people who are brand new. They feel a little intimidated maybe to ask the question, what does that mean? Or, you know, just, you, you may leave them in the dust because you're just overwhelming them with, you know, secondary speak they've never heard before. Yeah. And, you know, to be completely honest with you, Benny, um, that's just going to happen, right? You can't, mm-hmm. you can't always dumb it down to a new employee, but you also need to be cognizant of the fact that they might not have that information. They might not have that knowledge. And so, and you're not going to be able to put into a list every single acronym and jargon that you have in the office, because right? <laughs> there are, there are going to be things that you just make up you know, that the office itself has just made up that everybody just intuitively understands because something funny happens sometime in the beginning of the company. Right. And that just Mm -hmm. caught on and became a thing. And so, you know, I think, I think under a circumstance like that, it goes into the value of having a mentor in the company, someone that Mm -hmm. you can connect to and talk with about things like that. It's almost like your confidant in the company. And you don't have to have that feeling of well, I'm an idiot because I don't know what widget means. Right. And so mm-hmm. it it's it's an extremely valuable resource for a new employee to have that person that they can shoot a text to or meet by the, you know, meet by the coffee station or whatever it might be. Um, if it's remote, it's it's as easy as making a phone call or a text message. Right. right? And so. But I would also think, Matthew, it's, it's also creating that culture that says, hey, it's okay to ask questions yes. mm-hmm. in a meeting when somebody throws, you know, they all know the acronym, but you're the new guy on the block. It's okay mm-hmm. to ask, hey, what does ABC mean? Mm-hmm. Don't sit there and assume or just don't sit there and be quiet. But again, there's some cultures that are like, you're not allowed to ask questions. So it's like, right. kinda have to, it causes you to have to work extra hard for something they've already learned over the years. And so yeah. I think those are important messages. Mm-hmm. to think about as they as they think through that whole process. Yeah, and if you're listening to this and you're that kind of person who thinks and you're not a bad person for thinking this, you're, you know, you're probably a driven person for thinking this. But if you have an employee who comes on board and you have that mentality of 
you should know this. We've hired you because you should know this, right? These are the things that as an, as a professional in this particular industry, you should have, just have this in hand. You know, that, that's, that's a tough mentality to have, especially for a new employee, because it's going to create, like you said, Dennis, that, that, that culture of, of closed, of closed, you know, mind, not closed mindedness, but it's, it's closing them up. It's, it's, you know, it's shelling up that employee to do it on their own. Right. And, you know, a good employee is going to eventually do it on their own eventually. But if you're able to open up and give them the opportunity to ask those questions, let them know that it's okay. You know, obviously in these first few months, as you get on your feet with us, ask the dumb questions, right? There's, you're only going to ask a dumb question once because now you're going to have the answer. You're not going to ask it again. Right. And so, so being able to allow them to ask those questions is going to move them towards that full productivity even faster. Right. And so they're going to get there eventually if you say nothing to them and they don't ask questions, but if they ask questions, they have that knowledge that much sooner and they're going to be doing their job more productively that much faster. You know, every new workplace, um, no matter, you know, the impression that we give and how positive things can be. And if we've done a good job onboarding, employees are going to have challenges, right? There's going to be some times when it's going to be hard for them. How do you prepare? Or is that part of the onboarding process when we talk about, some of the things that that might be difficult for a new employee or like just in general, just a challenge for them. Yeah. No, and that I think that goes back towards those resources that you provide, the just in time things, those those everyday challenges that you can expect them to run into. You put that on paper, you know, it doesn't have to be anything fancy. You don't need an entire infomercial on, mm-hmm. you know, what kind of challenge questions a customer is going to ask you about a particular widget that you have. But giving them at least the idea and the, you know, the foresight to expect these sorts of things gives them a chance to think ahead, right? Even if you don't have all of the answers for that particular problem, it gives them an opportunity to find problem solutions for themselves, right? If you have a good employee, they're going to be proactive and they're going to look for a solution to those problems. So if you give them at least a heads up, on what to expect, that's going to really go a long ways for getting them to, you know, a place where they're going to produce as much as they can. And Matthew, I know earlier when we were talking before we started recording, you were talking about mission statement versus values. And mm-hmm. I think that's another key piece. And I know, again, another place I went to work for, I mean, they spent a lot of time telling stories. So you've got to get, you've got to learn the history of the company and in those stories were the values. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could, you saw it coming out and you, you kind of begin to take those stories and they knew you were going to create new stories moving forward, but it was all kind of, it wasn't like, you know, the mission statement type stuff. It was more mm-hmm. storytelling, which to me, that was more impactful and helped that new employee get up to speed a lot faster. Is that, am I making stuff up? Or not at all. Well? No, not at all, Dennis. In fact, I think that's an incredibly effective way to to instill those company values to an employee. You know, if you tell stories, 
you know, they're, whether they're fun, whether they're dramatic, people respond to the story. Our, I mean, our entire culture is, is centric to stories. Everything we do, whether it's you know, Netflix or podcasts or audiobooks or whatever you want, every good thing comes from storytelling, right? People, people, um, they just process better. You know, we're psychologically programmed to, you know, really retain more information when it comes to us in a story, in a story uh, format. And so the fact that that company did it in that manner is, is awesome. And it's important because values are going to take an employee a lot farther than just a mission statement, because that mission statement is just for the company. It's the mission of the company. This is what we're doing at all costs, all casualties are, you know, all of the things we sacrifice are for the mission of this company. Right. And that creates, you know, it's easy to, I don't even have to say anymore. I think we, I think we get where I'm going with this. If you can get an employee behind the values of your company, if you can get them on board with what's important to you and why you're doing what you do in your business, they're going to want to do that too. Right. And if you've created that environment where they feel more open and they feel more connected to their team, their manager is there for them. If all of that comes together in the very beginning, they're going to just be off to the races right away. They're going to just charge ahead with the flag held high. And, you know, you've got yourself a great employee right off the bat. Matthew, I think that this is a wonderful topic. And for any employer out there, who brings on new employees. This is something worthwhile considering and putting some effort into. This is an important process. I know it affected the way I looked at um, the companies I work for, and I know it affected the employees who work for me on some of the uh, things that we were able to do. But I know we can't possibly cover every topic here, Matthew, and I know there's a lot to do. But if someone wants to get in touch with you, how is the best way for them to get a hold of you? Yeah, so they can reach out to me uh, by email. It's just Matthew at ApolloTrainingSolutions.com. Um, if they want some help in designing an onboarding program, maybe they want some advice. Um, Apollo Training Solutions does consulting. We'll put together an onboarding process for you. Um, you know, one of the things that we value is ensuring that anybody who works with us gets a return on their investment. You know, no matter what we do for you, we're going to ensure that you get what you paid for. And, you know, a good onboarding program is going to be a, a really great place to start. Um, you can also connect with me on LinkedIn, uh, Matthew P. Starr. You can reach me there. And, uh, yeah, if anybody uh, mentions the podcast, if you heard it here, uh, just go ahead and mention Dennis and Benny and the uh, Work From Home with Two Guys podcast. And, uh, and we'll offer a 15 minutes uh, consultation for free. There you go. A gratis uh, opportunity to talk to Matthew and uh, learn from the expert. Matthew, we just really want to thank you for stopping by today. I know that this is a, a really important topic and, and something that uh, hopefully a lot of uh, people got a, got something from. So I hope so too. Yeah. Today. No, I appreciate yeah. you having me on. I'm pretty passionate about this stuff. It was a lot of fun. Awesome. Absolutely. Thanks, Matthew. Thanks so much. Thanks for joining us today on Work From Home with you guys. Listen, if you want to get in touch with me, the best way to do it is get in touch by sending me an email, benny at 
velocitytechnology.group. That's B-E-N-N-Y at velocitytechnology.group. Dennis, if some people think that they need to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to reach you? Yeah, there's two ways. One is the email, Dennis J, so it's D-E-N-N-I-S-J, at worksolution.com. So it's W-O-R-X and then solution, no S at the end, dot com. Or I'm on LinkedIn a lot under Dennis Jackson, and you can search for works or w or also the work from home with two guys were there as well. So would love to hear from you guys and help out any way we can. Thanks for joining us today, and we'll see you at the next episode. You've been listening to WSH with two guys. We'll see you next time.